Bubba. Or go to rickandbubba.com. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Without him, brother. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, there is no other. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Waking on their blubber. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Gonna be a big star. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Fat will get you very far. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in the it is uh, coming up on about six and a half minutes past the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to the old Rick and Bubba show. We are live. It is the kickoff hour. And as uh, we get started today, we do, we thank you as always for making us a part of your day. I know that you always have a lot to choose from. And so we don't take that decision lightly and hope that uh, you can sit back and enjoy a little bit of uh, just entertainment today and, uh, and us living life with you. So, hey, guess what? Uh, coming up in about an hour and a half, we have got the professor of economics at George Mason University. We're talking about Dr. Walter E. Williams. He'll be with us uh, a little bit later uh, in the show, and so look forward to that. Always interesting conversation when we talk to him, uh, and I know he'll have a lot to say about the economy and the current state of it. We could spin the wheel of meat. I know it's early in the week, but that could happen. It's always up uh, uh, for a, um, you know a, maybe a, a spin or two, but we'll just have to see how that plays out. And if we're feeling froggy today, I know Greg, every day uh, the show starts, he wants to know if it's going to happen today because uh, he looks forward to that. Uh, speaking of Greg, we have Greg and Helmsy zooming in from their home studios as always. And let's uh, get them to join us now, guys. How we doing? Y'all good? Oh, yeah. Are y'all ready to tackle Tuesday? Ricky, ready to tackle Tuesday. I like that. Of course, I thought it was Wednesday. Did you really? <laughs> Is it just, it's all just running together? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you know. How about how about when you you just don't even know you like anything about what day it is or anything and I know my kids are are like just absolutely lost as far as what day it is. Uh, late last okay. week, I want to say Thursday or Friday. Uh, it's uh, you know one o'clock maybe. Uh, I'm 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 kind of coming in. I got my backpack, you know, coming in late. You know, you throwing it over, you throwing it on the counter, and and getting some stuff out of it. And JC comes down. And he goes, "Where have you been?" I went, "Work." And he goes, "Oh, okay. What what day is it?" I was thinking it was Saturday. It was like Saturday. Thursday. Yeah. It was like it the, all well, together. Well, it I guess all... if you're quarantined at the house and you're eighteen year old, eighteen years old, I guess every day's Saturday. I, I yeah, mean, it's yeah. like one long. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, it is Saturday. Might as well be. It's no different. <laughs> you know what do you do no school i'll tell you that <laughs> there is no school there is no school and and, and i know uh, look i know it's early and and the data's coming in and decisions are trying to be made but it's about time for colleges to make a decision somehow yeah. on what we're going to do in the fall you know because yeah. there's things that have to be uh taken care of like you know apartments uh, uh rented and and leases signed and uh, all that kind of stuff. You got to kind of think ahead, and so I know. Look, I know the 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 presidents of the university and the administration. They're trying to hurry up and make that decision. But uh, oh yeah, wow, sooner than later would really help. Well, you got to see whenever your state gets opened up or whatever they call it, whatever phase you're in. I guess 
that all falls under that. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And these uh <clears throat> these uh these phases uh should be pretty entertaining throughout uh the summer and and how each state uh makes those decisions. I see where a lot of residents uh are very unhappy with some of the states that aren't going forward with uh phase one and some of the neighboring states are. And I knew that would be a problem where, you know, if you're in a state and you you're you've got all your neighboring states and they're making a decision and you're not, you're sitting around going, hello, what about us? Yeah. You know? And so yeah. we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but, um, it is for an interesting our, time for our state. We'll know more today and, yeah. and that could go either way. It I don't could. Who knows for sure what, uh, our governor's going to do. And, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like you're going to have a whole lot of folks that are very frustrated if, if we don't go ahead and get some things open this weekend. Yeah, I really do. And especially when you've looked and Mississippi's opened a few things and Georgia has said, Hey, we're going to open up the things that nobody thought we would. And so, um, we're sitting in between them going, yeah. When are we going to start going back to work? Yeah. So we got a lot of people that need some tattoos. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do. I'm thinking about getting one. Yeah. I tell you this: if I uh, if I have to sit in this house any longer, I think I will get one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I tell you, it's uh, <laughs> man, it's one of those things. I I, I saw I saw uh, some kids that were on the cove. It was some 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 grandkids that that came and and stayed uh, with their, their grandparents. Um, that you know had been quarantined and they had been at their uh, their house and I was just thinking to myself you know God love their parents they're probably just like yes grandparents y'all can keep them whatever but so they they kind of worked it out but I saw where they brought their bicycles and they were just riding loops around the, the the cove and and you could just see the joy on their face the wind was hitting hitting their oh, face yeah, and they were just like uh, you know freedom I, I'm out and I, I can feel the breeze I'm not stuck inside but yet they're still. You know they're still you know practicing social distancing and riding a bicycle by themselves, but it was just funny because they were just looping the little cul-de-sac and just over yeah. and over again. I went, you know, I remember being that age, and you know, it looks to me like they they've looped that cul-de-sac about twenty times. That's got to get old, but to them, it's like every time was the first time. You know, oh, yeah. you remember when you were little, you do things over and over again. Oh, and, and it never got was- old. The bicycle oh. was king. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the bicycle yeah. was running and oh, everything yeah. was right. Oh, jumping the curve and everything. I was like, heck yeah, look at you. Oh, yeah. Look, people are done with the lockdown, and mm. that's not just people saying that. They have, I was reading an article either late last night or this morning, I don't remember, but cell phone data is showing that people are getting out now. Mm-hmm. And so they've said, hey, look, this is what the people have said based off the data that you can see on their cell phones. Hey, we gave you six weeks to get this thing under control and we're going back to normal, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And y'all can get on board with it. And that's why I think it is important for these governors, because what's going to happen if they don't get this stuff open based off the cell phone data, people are going to do it anyway. Yeah. I, so I can we, tell you somebody that, that has having to get out and, and come here, then get home. And, you know, I, I, you could tell for, I guess, a couple of weeks, people were really, really staying at home because I mean, I would be the only car on the road, and I would forget sometimes because when I left here to go back home, I was still – it was like yeah. it was 5 o'clock in the morning. I was still one of the only cars out. But the last couple of days, it has started to look a little bit more like normal yeah. with traffic, and I don't know where they're going. Some people might just be riding around. I have no idea, but you can tell people are like, okay, I'm done with this. I, well, I'm so done for the it. for the people that keep screaming, but what about the second wave? I hate to break it to you people. The second wave is coming whether we like it or not. So we're going to have to get used to to living with this thing. 
Yeah. And, and, and we're just, and if you don't want to get out, that's your decision. You yeah. make that choice, but we got to allow other people to make their choice too. And, and, and as they continue to work on treatments, maybe absolutely that'll help. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you, and you hope that the governors and those that are trying to make decisions, even really down to a really local level mayors, because I know certain communities, uh, you know, they might be ready in rural areas where some of the Metro cities yeah. and States aren't. And I think, I yeah. think that needs to play, uh, you know, a key role in what they, they, they decide to do. But I just hope it seems like some of the governors are making decisions off old data. I just hope that they're making it off the current data on, you know, just what's coming out now, because, you know, we didn't know what we knew then. We didn't. And, we had no idea. And some governors are, are not making any decisions at all. They, they aren't. They aren't. They aren't. So uh, we'll, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to see how that plays out, but I know that we're here and we hope that uh, you are going to, sit back and let us get you wherever you're going 866 we be big our number stretch armstrong he's on the phones he's helping switch here live while eddie van adler is switching from home that's kind of how things will play out today bubba zooming in rick will be in studio so the table is set we thank you for being with us you're listening to the rick and bubba show we'll be right back rick and bubba rick and bubba Twenty minutes past the hour. This is for one, Bill Bubba Bussy, who um, rather than driving in, is zooming at home, hanging out. I can hit. I can just see him doing the robot right here. But it is the kickoff hour here on the Rick and Bubba Show. A little bit later uh, in the show, about an hour and ten minutes from now, if you're listening live, Professor of Economics at George Mason University, Walter E. Williams, will join us, and I'm sure he'll have a lot of commentary on the state of the economy and where we're going from here and what has happened already. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Our number, 866-WE-BE-BIG, if you want to check in. All right, Helmsy, what you got, kid? All right, so some of the, this is the way my mind works. I'm sorry, but I have to ask. So we're talking about when we can get out and when can we do things again. And it will never come to this, yeah. of course. Um, but, I, but, but I want to ask and see where you're at. If you were able to only go out at night – or go out during the day, which one would you choose? What do I do? I do? Is it like, what do I, I do? You do anything you want to. You, you have, go but day. you I can never, you, you can't go out. If, if you choose, I go out at night, you can never go out during the day. And no, if you that's, day, that's, you can never I got to go day. Yeah. I'm not, go day. I, I'm I not in college it. anymore. I'm going to go day. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a time when yeah. I went night. Yeah. Really? Wait, there was a time you came alive at night. I mean, you know, well, I but, woke uh, up so late during the day. There wasn't much left anyway. <laughs> right. And, right. And keep in mind, in this world <laughs> that I've created, uh, you can do every single thing at night that you could do during the day. In so if you world. wanted to play golf, if you wanted to play tennis, if you wanted to do – if you wanted to fish, we got, we got places you can fish with lots. Hmm. Um, but but you only can choose one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go day two. Just, just feel, feel that day. sun and, and just go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Be tough to play yeah. golf at I night. I think you'd be depressed if you didn't do it that way. <laughs> yeah. I Could think be. that vitamin D is a lot more important than people think it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason we discuss it a lot, you know? True. And you can only get so much from milk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then again, I may, I may just go night just to be weird. Just to be, just to be yeah. weird. And what it so I can't play golf with Greg. He does it at night. I play mm -hmm. it during the day. Yeah. See, it's I mean, going in the dark. It'd be a golf weird balls. little world. Yeah, 
How right, it, one more, just so I want to know where y'all are at. Uh-huh. Would you would you rather be if if we had to be quarantined for fifteen more days? Mm-hmm. Okay, would you rather be stuck with someone who never stops talking, someone you really liked but they never shut up, Ooh. or you're alone fifteen uh, days? Oh, I'm gonna go alone. No contact with anybody at all they for fifth, for fifteen talking. days. Fifteen days. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go the alone. The person you like the person, but they never shut up. They never stop talking. Yeah, I'm gonna go. They alone. even talk in their sleep. I, that's a tough one. There. Day seven, we're gonna be wrestling. Yeah, I mean, or something. I mean, so they don't ever stop for 15 days. Just correct the whole time. Yep. I think the silence I could tolerate. Yeah. Even though it'd be weird, because I'm like you about, about day seven. Oh, oh, chatterbox would be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's not forever. If and if you told me I'm gonna be by myself forever, then. You know, there's something there's something there I'd have to think about. But for 15 days, you know, you can get See, a lot you can get a lot I, of I stuff done relate. by yourself. I can really relate to this because my eight year old B eight here in a couple months, she I love her to death, but she never stops talking. Mm-hmm. Like if she's awake, she's jabbering. Yeah, and so, a lot of questions. Uh, if, if it's just 15 days, I, I'm probably going alone. You know, there's a there's a big difference between being alone and being lonely. Mm-hmm. big difference yeah i don't yeah. realize that yeah i have to explain that to my wife sometimes when i want to just watch a sports show <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you're not yeah. lonely you're sense. just alone right I, not, are you not lonely no 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 i'm just mm-hmm. alone I like it this way. <laughs> there's a you difference know? there's, a, there's big a big difference. there's a giant difference yeah. between the two let me ask you a question real quick are y'all are you good at reading lips can y'all do that or no. i mean get, i'm horrible well i gotta I, really focus it, it depends, you know, first of all, if I kind of know what the conversation is, mm-hmm. you know, like then you, you know, words that may be involved, but just blind, you know, that'd, that'd be mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, to, so like, for instance, I know y'all are zooming in and you're looking here. Can you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I can also, wait a minute, say it again. I can't. I you didn't? Know, I don't y'all couldn't see that? that? One more time. You said my name. Right. Doing something. Oh, Greg is a jerk. Oh, stupid. Greg, is Greg stupid. is stupid. I yeah, know. right. I just didn't know if you so. Thanks, uh, buddy. But you know, there's. <laughs> Here, two... I got one. Check this one out. <laughs> Greg, but, people can see you. But there, there's. There, <laughs> how about there's people out there that are really in a handle? Um, the deaf community is facing another obstacle because they 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 live their life reading lips because. They don't always have, you know, an interpreter and all this kind of stuff. So when they, they're out and about, they communicate by reading lips, but everybody's wearing masks. And so they can't read lips and, and they're actually being interviewed in this story. And, and they're like, okay, I'm lost. I'm out of place. I'm absolutely lost because people are wearing masks and now I can't read their lips. And I would think that would be a handle. I mean, if that's the way you communicate, if you run yeah. to the store, or you go to the grocery store, you, you depend on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if and how about this? You can't do that with a mask on. You <laughs> I can't. mean, no, there's no lie. way. And and you know, people yeah, aren't going to. Or you're real good if you can. Right. I, I I hate to even go here, but I'm going to. We have a family member okay. that needs a hearing aid. Right. And there are a lot of people, not a lot. There's several people that have confronted this person and said, Hey, look, your life, your life would be such mm-hmm. uh, a game changer if you would embrace the hearing aid. Yeah. And it's got to the point where you have to, like, you almost stop talking to them because you feel like you have to scream for them to hear you. Mm-hmm. And so here recently I've gone the other way. I've tried to see 
how well they are at, at reading lips. And I got to tell you, they're really getting good at it. Really? Because the things months ago that I would have to scream and say, mm-hmm. now I can say, and I'll just, just mouth it. it I'll, I will mm-hmm. make sure that I'm really opening my mouth, but they can, they're starting to get really good at reading lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it's one of those things. If you just can, if you start, if I realize, Hey, my hearing's going and I'm not doing a hearing aid, you really got to start focusing. If you want to actually see. And a lot of times when, I'm talking, I can realize as I hadn't even said everything, but I know they already know what I'm about to, to mm-hmm. say because they, they've they seen where it's going. Mm-hmm. They can't hear me. Yeah. But if you're a mumbler, I bet that's oh, tough. Oh, yeah. If you've got lazy mouth or something, I mean, that'd be I'm tough. Mumbled. Ain't no way. You- hey, man, what are you doing? Well, <laughs> here's where I got, I got <laughs> cute. I, I got cute. <laughs> I got cute with this person thinking I could throw by. Yeah. yeah. And and got caught. Yeah. And that's why I've had to really watch myself. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um and in the break, I'll tell you what it is if y'all don't believe it. Uh no so boy. the American Sign Language uh organization has said that uh, and Greg, I know you love this, is you know, with the interpreters and stuff, I mean, when you're signing, the facial expressions are a big part of it. They say that's that's a major part. Uh, in sign language, uh, some some take it to a level that's I don't know. <laughs> right. So to truly communicate in the language, you need the facial expression. But if you're wearing a mask, that that expression is out. I mean, so now if yeah. you can't if you can't sign at all, if you you know if you're trying to check out at a grocery store and and the uh, and and everybody's wearing a mask, you can't communicate. You know, so that's a, that's a toughie there. And I know that's, so that's, when they ask you if you found everything, okay, you can't go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. Ask you that. Right. Right. Do you have any trouble finding anything today? Right. Is that no, how, is that how they, please. is that how they ask? Huh? Yeah. What if I was, well, so I, I didn't know anybody, Tim Tebow anybody, was checking you out, but it, does anybody ever go? Yeah, actually I couldn't find anything. I mean, I, I, I got about half stuff I wanted cause I couldn't find the rest of it. I mean, <laughs> That's a great point. Never I've, never, I've never told them. Yeah. Though, right. No, I don't. I've never heard anybody go. I no, may no, need I three items. I gave up. Yeah. I needed bread, but I couldn't find the bread aisle. So hell yeah. with it. Yeah, <laughs> Greg. Greg. I, mean, I, I, I want to hear somebody do that. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they can go. You know, like I don't know. I don't know where anything is. Can you read my mouth here? Do you have any trouble finding anything? Rick, read your lips. By the way, <laughs> you good. Yes. Oh. I don't think so. Oh, 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 <laughs> good. I'll tell you the break. Everybody else good too. But I... <laughs> well, that's just how I feel about you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Eight six six. We be. I don't think you can read my lips. Good. I'm about to tell you what you said. <laughs> okay. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. The song 25 minutes till top of the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to the kickoff hour here on the Rick and Bubba Show. I am Speedy alongside Greg Burgess and Michael Helms. I'm in studio. They will uh, be zooming in here as uh, they have been uh, during our uh, Giphy plan here, which is unbelievable. Uh, I don't know if y'all can read my lips, but um, 
Eddie Van Adler, he's at home. He is switching uh, with baby, uh, and we can hear the baby every now and then, which is he is so cute. Uh, cannot believe he's a dad, but he's uh, he is at home. Uh, Stretch Armstrong is here in studio. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends at Gridiron Men's Conference. Uh, you know, we talked to Phil Waldrop not too long ago, and we actually had him on Rick and Bumby University podcast as well. One of the past episodes you can go back and, and listen to or watch. And we were talking about the 2020 Gridiron Men's Conference. It's still on at this at this point. It's going to be in Huntsville and at the uh, Propes Arena there on Friday and Saturday, June 19th and 20th. That's Father's Day weekend if you're looking at the calendar. And right now is the time to secure your spot. It's two days uh, that will uh, help you uh, in so many ways. And the lineup, too, is just uh, the, the leaders that will be speaking, Dr. Uh, David Jeremiah, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, which is going to be very inter- interesting, Steve Farrar, uh, Josh Revis, our very own Rick Burgess, and uh, uh, fresh off of surviving COVID-19, Charles Billingsley will be there as well. So get your tickets today. Go to uh, gridironmen.com. That's gridironmen.com. Um, it, whether it's a church group or uh, just a group of guys you regularly associate with and you want to go as a, as a group, you can do so, gridironmen.com. And you can have the peace of mind, too, knowing that if for some reason uh, you know it's canceled or things change, uh, that money is refundable. Uh, and so that's great security blanket for you, knowing that you can go ahead, secure your spot now, and you have the security of knowing that uh, it is refundable if things change. But right now, it is on. So check it out. Secure your tickets today, gridironmen.com or rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. All right, so we're hopping back. Uh, the boys are joining in. Um, guys, we have, uh, we have a couple of stories here today, and, you know, it's tough to find something without coronavirus. Uh, I do want to tell you, and I know, I know Greg was talking to us right here before the show started today, that today is National Superhero Day. April 28th is National Superhero Day. Yes, it is. Big yes, day. it is. It's, it's a big day, Greg, and I didn't know yeah. they're encouraging parents to – uh, let your kids dress up at the house and uh, maybe be Batman. Yeah, or... if kids can do that, kids so, can do that. Adults, I don't want to see any adults dressed up. Do you think on Twitter today that people will be, as adults, posting pictures of being dressed up like superheroes? Oh, absolutely. They can't wait. They've had this marked on the calendar and been excited about it. Who who was or is your favorite <laughs> superhero? Like, well, you know what? I was to, never even. Somebody that. tied you down today and said, "Hey, look, the only way you get out of this situation is you got to be a superhero for a day." Which one are you going with? Boy, I tell you, I mean, because the easy one's Superman. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I'll be a Superman. I, I was I'm never Iron really. Man. I was really. Oh, Iron too. Man. I like Iron Man. Okay, Iron Man. Because he's, he's still kind of regular person. He's just got yeah. cool. When I was yeah. little, for something, for some reason, I, I I dug Aquaman. I don't know why. I, I just did. I have no that may idea. Be the least one on on the whole. Can't list. can't even explain. If, I know I like if, Ace Freely too. Greg, make fun of that. Well, I did too. Now, he was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. If was. Greg goes Iron Man and I can't be Iron Man, I'll probably go Thor. <clears throat> no Thor is yeah he's, yeah yeah that's, that's good that's stuff. A, yeah. Nobody wants to be the Hulk. Nah, I don't know. He's he he. That's tough though, man. You got to you got to try to control that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Nah, I don't. Yeah, do that's, the a, Hulk. that's a tough. I like one. being around the Hulk. As long as he's not mad at me, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be him. Yeah. I'd like to see Speedy being Captain America. I kind of think of Captain America when I see Speedy. Yeah. I Already. <laughs> I don't know. Spider-Man be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got them webs mm-hmm. fly around. For some reason, I just think uniform. he's immature. I don't know why. 
I guess because we see him as young all the time. I feel yeah. like he's Peter not for wisdom. It's almost like my kid, Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like he's going to make a dumb decision at some point. Yeah. Well, he will, yeah. Over a girl. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, how about this story here? And, and look, some people just are freaking out when it comes to getting out in, in public. Uh, we have a story where a woman in Washington, D.C., was on an elevator and she was so scared of getting coronavirus that she started pepper spraying a bunch of people who tried to get on the elevator with her. She just so started if you hitting get in her with, space. She'll spray you. Yeah, That's what you tell pr- pretty much. Uh, she, she, uh, I think, uh, even Kay Ivy yesterday when she was on the show, she mentioned pepper spray, but, um, th- this one here is she even got the security guard. They said, uh, she started hitting everybody that was trying to get on the elevator with pepper spray. So that was her decision. I've got pepper spray. If anybody comes near me, I'm just starting to shoot them with pepper I mean, spray. I think she has a right to do that <laughs> with pepper spray. <laughs> but, th- but see, that's where we're going. People that they just, hey, if you can't social distance, I'll make sure you do. I may start doing that. But that's not a bad idea. I mean, Look, it's not lethal. It just burns. What about when it, when we all get back in the studio together, if we all had it? And then if we you came around it. me, I just. I'm wearing a space helmet. <laughs> 866-WE-BE-BIG. Let's go to Rick. He's in Birmingham. What's up, Rick? Oh, man, I was just going to tell y'all, uh, somebody mentioned about, you know, asking if people at the grocery store or something, if you miss something or uh-huh. need to get something or you find everything. I do that all the time. I do that all the time, especially at Publix. They're always willing to try to huh. do the best they can to find something. You just walk up there and say, yeah, man, I missed some bread back there, and the little young stalker boy will just jump and run for it. Oh, look at you. So uh, I don't know what they did. Uh, if yeah. you did say you didn't find anything, right? So I guess yeah. that would be kind of fun. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, I, I I'm have try to come up with something really odd that you know, like hemorrhoid and, cream. Oh, yeah, anchovies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something That's, you just can't yeah. find. Can you right. get me some jalapeno peppers and hemorrhoid cream? <laughs> hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> That's quite a and combo. You understand why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have gotten better when it comes to asking for a little bit of help. We have our go-to items, so I kind of know where everything is. Yeah. And then going to the grocery store for my parents, I've kind of dialed in on, all right, this is kind of what they want, and I know where it is. But for a while there, it was some weird, hard-to-find items. And after walking a couple aisles, I'm like, okay, that's it. And then, you, hey, so where- that's your limit. I, I was going to ask that. How long do, do you look before you finally go, oh, i got to find somebody with a vest on? Probably I'll loop. I'll go. Are y'all a big reader of what's on the aisle, or do y'all just go I by try, the way it looks? It, it can be misleading. but yeah. It can. It can. Yeah. I'll give you that. Sometimes I'll go with just the beginning of the aisle and what it looks like's in there, and I'll start walking it. Um, but, I'll, uh, Greg, to, to uh, answer you, I will, I will walk the aisles probably on both sides before – before I will yeah. ask for help, I give I give it a, a good one good circle through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's me. It's all it almost turns into. I'm not going to let this defeat me. Yeah, you know, I treat it a lot like I would asking for directions. Yeah, in a car, I, I'm just hey, I'm, I'm gonna try. It. If it takes me 30 minutes, I'm going to find it on my own, which worst, is ridiculous to me. The, but the where I have the the biggest trouble is in the 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 home improvement stores. Yeah, I can oh, never yeah. find anything, and I can't find anybody to tell me. Right. A lot. A lot of no, times I can't right. find anybody to ask. Yeah. And I right. just keep walking like a weirdo. Some yeah. of their placement on things makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. But then there's some things where I walk out of there going, Helms, you should have known where that was. That made sense. Yeah. But there are things there are things that are like, why why are we here? 
The only wow. thing I can go straight to is paint. I can find the paint. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty obvious. Have you ever asked paint. for a? Have you ever asked for something and like you're standing right in front of it, but it's behind you, and they go, "It's right yeah. behind you, right there," and you're like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." Oh, uh, I'm I have sorry. asked. Stupid. I have asked before and realized I walked by it about three times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have done that. <laughs> and I'll talk to myself. You stupid. Um, and I forget which aisle I've already been down. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Been There's always that. I will yeah. tell you this. Here, I've done this before, but I don't want to be a bit because you know we're very bit sensitive. We talked about that yeah. yesterday on the show. Um, back to the grocery store. If I ever need help, do you rather than an employee go to someone that feels you feel like, hey, they're really good at what they're doing, uh, like maybe a shipped person or something like that? Where no, you're like, I hey, see the first person with a uniform on. But when it, sometimes you can't find them. I mean, no, uh, that's you know, true. And and then you and then you talk to somebody that's just been hired to stock a shelf. They don't know where anything is. They're have just, you ever asked another shopper? Have you ever went to another yeah, shopper? What, that, go, hey, by the way, where's ketchup? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was I, saying. I, I'll yeah. go to I'll uh, go to somebody doing that really looks like they are you know really well versed on where everything is. Yeah. I'll do that from time to time. I like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but where is uh you know whatever? And well, I'll that's the, look at, I'd look at you and go, I don't work here. Don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the over greeter coming out in you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's which tough. is a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's not a bad thing at all. But that's what that is because I can't do that. I can't. I, I got to tell you, something happened to me yesterday, and um, let's see. Should I? I'll go ahead and say it. Um, <laughs> something happened to me yesterday that was extremely controversial. Out of well, hey, I don't. I don't want you to rush this. Do we need to go break and come back? Well, I mean, I don't think it's worth that. I, I can tell you. Um, I, I accidentally did something yesterday. And it took what, it by lunch. No, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Look, can you read my mouth again? My lips. Look, um, <laughs> I shook somebody's hand by mistake. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to just, admit, I've, I've done that myself. It's a and, habit, and, man. And, and he even admitted, I'm like, what did we just do? And it's like, I had the plague. It's like I ran to, to the sink to what, you know, it's like dirty hand, unclean hand. And and I just yeah. ran to wash hands, and he ran the other way, and we both went washed hands. But it was he said, "I got to tell you, that was just habit." I, I, I just, it is. It's I, like muscle memory. Yes, exactly. And and he he agreed. I agreed. Oh my gosh, we can't do that anymore. At least not right now. But we were raised to to do that, and that's just something I do. I know. I, I, that's going to be the hardest habit to break. And it was a big foul. Again, I don't know. I don't think we got to go the rest of our lives and not shake hands. I'm no. sorry. People that say that are the new normal. <laughs> Come on, guys. Are, you, are we going to stay six foot from everybody the rest of our lives, too? Because it's the same we thing. We probably need to do that anyway. Yeah, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour, kickoff hour live here on the Rick and Bubba Show. I'm Speedy alongside Greg and Helmsy. All right, now, guys, we have um, <clears throat> we've gone over this a number of times, but we have uh, we have people that listen for the first time every day. I know that's hard to believe. We've been doing it a long time, but really, people find us and like, hey, I'm not really that familiar with the show, and they have questions. 
And then you have some that have been listening for a long time. They still don't know uh, what some of our Rick and Bubba language is. And we have uh, Ryan in Alabama that has a question. Ryan, go ahead, bud. Hey, guys. Hey. I have been listening to you guys since 1998, uh, almost every day since then. And for some reason, somehow, I have missed the definition of BIP. What is a BIP when we say, hey, I don't want to be a BIP? Helmsy, do you want to read it from the Rick and yeah, Bubba Dictionary? Sure. I, um, so is- for, for those of you that wonder sometimes that we have our own language and some of these words come up, uh, most of them can be found in the Rick and Bubba dictionary, rickandbubba.com. You just click on goodies and there it is. But the definition we have in the Rick and Bubba dictionary and Greg will elaborate, I'm sure, <laughs> um, a person or a behavior that the show finds annoying, a person or behavior, the show finds annoying. So there and you go. The term BIP, it, it's not like an acronym or anything. It comes from the sound that you make when, when you punch someone. Yes. Or almost BIP. Like, BIP. It's yeah. like, I just, I just want to BIP that guy because right. he's getting on my nerves. Yeah. That, that means you're a BIP. Right. Yep. So so you don't want to get on somebody's nerves. You don't want to be that guy. To you don't want to be a handle. You you're yeah. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Does that help any, Ryan? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Yeah. So when I say, you look, I don't want to be a BIP and ask these employees, you know, for help when I could probably find it myself, meaning I don't want to be a handle for them and, yeah, and annoy they're them. doing something. I'm going to take them away from what they're doing. And that's going, you know, I'm going to be a BIP. They're going to, they're going to like, I wish that guy would leave. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I wish, basically it, that there's really no, right. it, it has different kind of applications, but some yeah. people don't understand Thanks, Ryan. how to control their behavior. They really don't. No, they can't. They don't have that cold yeah. factor of, uh, yeah. they just going to come on in no matter what. Um, let's go to Susan in Decatur, Alabama. Susan, what's up? <laughs> Good morning, guys. Hey. Hey, about the grocery store. Publix employees are trained mm-hmm. pre-COVID, of course, to a 10 by 10 rule. Within 10 seconds of you being 10 feet with them, they're supposed to speak to you. They're there to help you. And most of them have, or all of them should have, a Publix Pro app on their phone mm-hmm. that will tell them exactly where whatever you're looking for is and if they even have any more. Wow. Don't be afraid to ask. Well, know, here's my point. Here's my point. Mm-hmm. You're asking me while I'm checking out, fixing to pay. I, won't well, you ask yeah, me that, while I'm walking around? No, but her point is they do. I, I, I that, uh, that actually helps me because mm-hmm. I have been in Publix before and the 10 foot by 10 foot deal she's talking about. I, it seems like every time you get within that area and that person is in the store and has that green shirt on, they will ask you. Really? Well, I yes, had, I had not, absolutely. I guess that. Hmm. But I, I, I don't see no reason to ask me why I'm checking out. But I did. I just thought they were doing it because they were being nice. I had no idea it was their policy. You I'll tell you I mean? this. I just thought the, they were. That's who they'll, they try, were. they'll try to take your groceries to your car, too. You know what? I mean, boy, yeah. they'll try. Yeah. That, that yeah. can be a bit. Hey, when I, once I've told you no, that's what I meant. I know. I don't need your help. Mm. What about um, they just grab it? And they, I mean, yeah. they're, 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 I got it, buddy. I know I'm old, I know. but I, I can't remember. And but most thank of the time, you. Most of the thank time, you, though. The yeah. first no is fine but there have been times where i've had to tell people three or four times no no man i i, I really hey I, I really do have this i got it yeah yeah uh, let's, to be let's go to it's austin sure they are yeah it's 10 foot row austin what's going on hey brother how y'all doing we're great hey i always thought uh bill good acronym for that would uh be bother in public it's what now no it's bother not. in public what? Bothering? No, public. that's good, but no, no, yeah. it's really not. But go ahead, Greg. I mean, it's 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 more than bother. I know. Yeah, thanks, but that, Austin. But he didn't know the definition. And it doesn't have to be in public. It doesn't have to be in public. No, 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 no. It, it does not. Private. Yeah. 
you can be a bip on a phone call. I thought it was yeah. a good attempt at it. If you don't know, that's all <laughs> I'm saying, Greg. <laughs> it was, but it, but it, it doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> uh, that's I, I will say this, Greg. If if you didn't know what it was, and we said, "Guess what bip is?" I thought that was a pretty good guess. I have a rule that I don't. I try not to use acronyms, and and then I mean I just do, or, or and say it like you know if it's BIP, say BIP, or or yeah. instead of just saying BIP, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, I get that. Father in public. If if um, that's just my own rule. I have. I don't if know. if you go to the grocery store, you know that hey, I need to get in and out. I need to be careful. Uh, and you know, need to practice, you know, the, the proper distancing and all the safety yeah, stuff. You don't mean any of that, but go ahead. No, you do. I gotta go. I gotta go today. So this is helping me. Um, what really, really is frustrating is when it's just small items that, you know, we try to say going to the grocery store for a big run of, Hey man, we're filling that buggy up. We're going to make this trip worthwhile. Right. Well, yep. then there's times where you go, hey, I hate to say this, honey, but we're like out of, we've run low on milk and and just a couple Toothpicks. of other little items. And you're like, gosh, almighty, I've got to go for just for that. Well, yesterday was one of those things. That's a bit. And believe it or not, it was milk and waffles. Milk, milk and waffles. waffles. Wow. Get, you know, get a text from, from, the, from the boys who, sure. uh, you know, are enjoying every day being Saturday. And and said, um, hey, just a heads up, um, we're, we're out of milk. And, you know, a lot of times I'll text or call when I'm leaving. Hey, before I get into town, what is there anything that we need to get? I, I don't – you're talking about bippage? I don't want to get home and then be told, hey, uh, will you get back out? and get, I, I want to do that on the way home. So that it was those two items, that yeah. and trash uh, trash bag. Uh, trash bags for the, the kitchen uh, uh, trash cans. Yeah. I get I get in the car and I pull out and what and you know what I did I haven't I haven't took an empty little box so I wouldn't forget and put it in shotgun with me uh, and just right there beside me I get in get down the road I forgot trash I forgot trash bags (laughs) oh there's no worse feeling (laughs) hey trash bags let me tell y'all this too you're giving too much shelf space to the scented trash bags I don't want my trash bags scented I don't want to smell a weird smell yeah and they give them almost all of them are scented you got to find a very small area for the regular and they're usually out of them because everybody else don't want scented either yeah there you go well now I got to go back in the grocery store. I got to put my life on the line again. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Six minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba show. Here we go. And we start this one with the national anthem.
Established in 1994 and continuing to offer the perfect balance of inspiring hope, unwavering truth, and a touch of goofiness, The Rick and Bubba Show. Eight minutes past the hour. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, Speedy, Stretch Armstrong, and O number one here. And then all across the fu- or the fruited plain, Eddie Van Adler, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, uh, in their home studios. They'll join us again today. And uh, from, uh, let's look, uh, oh, looks like Radio Free Bubba. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Buster. <laughs> hey, Bubba. <laughs> Hey, good morning, friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, and welcome yet again to the pandemic edition of Rick and Bubba. Hey. Although, although it's it's winding down winding a little down. bit, keep waiting uh, on the world to change. <laughs> a lot more states are opening up. Uh, you know, we'll see how all that plays out. Uh, I think we're going to hear from our governor today, uh, who has resisted jumping in too quick. Uh, to give us a plan. And uh, so we'll uh, look forward to that. Uh, I think that actually happens after we go off the air today. Yeah, well, look. Louisiana has said they're going to hold up. They're going to wait till May the 15th. Yep. Um, Texas rolled out, rolls out Thursday. They laid out their plan in great detail yep. yesterday. Yep. yep. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about some we're, of that. We're all coming together. And remember, uh, I, I think this is very, very important. The whole reason we did this was not to prevent the coronavirus from spreading through the population because that was going to happen anyway. It was to keep our hospitals from being overrun. Remember that it was all about flattening yep. the curve. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget why we did this. Right. And right now we're seeing in our country hospitals laying off people because they don't have enough people coming in. No, you're right. Some of it. And a lot of it is because the elective surgeries have been canceled and people are afraid to go to the hospital because they're afraid there's going to be a sick person there. That that's the bottom line. So yep. we got to, the, the best way we can stimulus the hospitals and keep them going. Uh, now there's several, that have, there, there's some like in New York that, you know, were obviously pushed to the, to their limit. Uh, but overall throughout the country, uh, the best stimulus we could do for our medical uh, folks is to let people go back to the doctor again. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into because Texas, and I think a lot of people will follow that. Some already have. You know, they're doing uh, the whole rollout in phases, but they're you know they're saying occupancy is going to start at twenty five percent. Don't know how you monitor that, by the way. Uh, and then it'll 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 increase from there on uh, all the retail and the restaurants and and um, all those different gatherings. And then of course, uh, same thing with museums and and places where people gather. And uh, but uh, but we'll. We'll we'll look at that a little bit today, and um, and you and you know I know that our state has um, has delayed, but I think you're going to hear a similar rollout um, going forward. And and again, I've said this before, and and I know this is you know it it, it is comical, but um, you know our our governor is a sweet sweet person and um, and all that. But I, I think sometimes even people getting upset with a governor, I've said it before. 
you know, it's kind of like being upset with Ronald McDonald if your hamburger's not right. You're probably talking to the wrong person. But uh, but anyway, so we'll we'll but we'll we'll he will that 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 person will say where what Alabama's going to do today or give us some indication. So and you know what you know what else we have to we have to talk about today is Kim Jong Un dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim Jong Un, that is a mystery. Trump said yesterday he knows the deal and that, that uh, we will know the deal soon too. So and South Korea is reporting that he's not. He's fine. Well, yeah. I heard some I heard some reasons on why they need to do that too. Okay. They, they got an ulterior motive there on that one. But it was interesting what I what what I got to laughing at because I just I'll tell you I made a declaration yesterday. I could not I could not stay at my house and sit and certainly not watch news. Yeah. So when I got home last night, um, I, I just I just said, let me look at a quick update before I go to bed. Then I realized I couldn't watch 20 minutes of it and, mm-hmm. and went to bed. But anyway, uh, because it's just so oh, – I'm just so tired of it. But anyway, uh, they, they they had that Dr. Siebel on mm-hmm. talking about Kim Jong-un. And, <laughs> right. and, and it's so funny. I don't know why it was. I guess because he was so frank. You know, he didn't he didn't pull any punches and he wasn't trying to be funny he wasn't doing comedy he was just being a professional speaking very bluntly he goes well you know now he's five six three hundred pounds mm-hmm. and he's got that thick neck he's got that thick neck and that thick neck you see that's an indication of all kinds of problems mm-hmm. and and he and, and he's and he, and he smoked he smokes uh, uh four packs of cigarettes a day from what we can gather he's a heavy smoker and he just basically said look this guy's in terrible condition health wise even though he's young he said it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's got some kind of major heart issue. And then the part, Greg, that I know you loved, and I thought about you for some reason. The B roll that they kept showing was his big, his little fat chunky self on that horse, yeah. and that horse is going <laughs> wide open with him sitting on, on and, and his little chunky self, and that horse is digging, and he's sitting on top he of got, it. Yeah, 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 that's so good. That poor horse had all he could handle. So, Rick, let's not be judgmental with some of those measurements you gave out. Okay, look. Let's, uh, I, well, I, I want to tell you, my mind went there. When he you said, wait a minute. So he basically said the meat necklace is a sign. He did. He, he did. Uh-oh. He did. Well, look, keep in mind the way these cameras are on laptops. We're all looking right. down. Okay. Yeah, he did. Oh, he just said if you're. He said if you're five six three hundred and you smoke and you're a heavy smoker that you're you're just you're just asking for trouble. And you have that haircut. Yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. And he, well, it, you, you know, we just don't know. You don't know what because no. they they're so squirrely about it. He didn't come out for the day of the sun, Bubba. <laughs> and you know what? One of the theories is too. He's just quarantined because somebody yeah. close to him got coronavirus. Might have been, and he's already announced that they didn't have any cases right. in their country. It so, could be coronavirus. You know, if if that was the case, he would lose face. Yeah, right. Well, they said also they think he may have needed something, which in our country would have been a pretty. I mean, I just had a buddy have it over the weekend. You've had it. Yeah. So, yeah. That he just needed some stents mm-hmm. for his clogged heart, and because he's in North Korea. And they, there's even some some indication that China might have sent in some doctors to try to do it, hmm. but because of his health, uh, that was one thing uh, that the doctor does. It Siegel is that his name? Siebel Siegel. Uh, anyway, I know who you talking yeah, about. He, he said the other thing is he said he said there it is. Stents are not a big deal if you're in good health. He said if you're in bad health, he said there's a percentage of people that, that have really bad experiences trying to put a stent in because of all their other health problems. And he said, so he's, so there's one rumor, not there's dead. Then there's, he got, he's in trouble and he's sick. And then there's the coronavirus. Those are the three theories or that he's just fine. and didn't want to come to the day of the sun. And they (laughs) say that one, that one is probably the least likely. 
Yeah. Well, he's not he, going to just uh, drop kick the day of the sun. No, probably not. Probably not. But it's, uh, you know, remember back when we were having all the problems with Kim Jong-un in North Korea, NOCO, as I like to call them. Right. Uh, you remember me telling you, we don't have to deal with him. All we have to do is deal with China. Right. He does what China tells him to do. Mm-hmm. And this is another case. He gets in trouble. What do they do? They send in Chinese doctors. So if we want to know what's wrong with him, the yeah. Chinese could tell us right away. Yeah. And the, the other thing, if he had spent a little more time on his medical system, and a little less on building nukes that he ain't never going to get to use anyway. Yeah. yeah. Might have a better chance to survive. Well, Bubba, we can't get China to tell us what's wrong with him because we got to first get them to tell us what happened with this Wuhan virus. <laughs> if we can, well, if, hey, guess what? This is a big problem with communist governments, and yeah. you see it everywhere. Yeah. 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 We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. That common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. 21 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number as uh, we make our way back. All right, so um, a couple of things. Uh, you know, and you were mentioning some of these in the in the break, Bubba, and we'll get to some of these. Doc, uh, professor Walter E. Williams, professor of economics, uh, will be with us at uh, the bottom of the hour, and uh, we'll hear him assess uh, the other patient uh, that we must bring back to health, and that is the economy. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. But you, you were talking about this thing with the disinfectant and, and all this, which I, I heard you guys talking about the last couple of days, and I, it's, it, it's so stupid that like I wouldn't even spend time on it, and but it keeps coming back up again, and, and I even have a story here today about it, but I want to ask one more question before we get into this, and it ties into the one you just mentioned, Bubba, in the break about the you know have you stopped beating your wife yet uh, kind of questions that some of the press uh, tries to ask uh, the uh, the president. And I'm not being disrespectful here, and maybe it's being covered, and I'm just missing it. So I want to be yeah. clear about that. Is anybody giving us a tally on how many people are dying of the other flus? That, that we no, haven't. In, in no, a, in nobody's a, even talking about it. You can't but, find that number to save your life. Because yeah. we, we hit anywhere on the low end, about 35,000. On the high end, about 65,000 people die of every of the seasonal flu. Is nobody dying of other flus right now? Are we, are we, you know, we heard yesterday, we heard it just as clear as we could hear it. Doctors are now coming forward saying we are 100% being pressured uh, to tie COVID 19 yep. to deaths that they shouldn't be tied to. Yep. We are because you know what it is. They Who, don't. Who's pressuring them though, Rick? Uh, they said they're they're filling it to first of all from some of the hospitals because of how the money's handed out. The yes. billing, yeah, the billing, yeah, the billing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so and any, we also had one come out that said we're killing people with ventilators. Have you seen that? One? Yeah, I have. I have seen that one. So anyway, it, it's a mess. And but I'm I'm just telling you when we get down to the end of it, you you're not going to be able to trust the numbers that you've been given on how many are tied to it. And I've just kind of given up on that. I, nobody wants to to admit that it was uh, a a virus that was highly contagious, but no no more deadly than any virus we've ever had. Uh, and nobody wants to say that because they're afraid they're going to get backlash on shutting the economy down. And like you said, Bubba, we shut it down because we said we're going to overwhelm the overwhelm the hospitals. Doesn't look like that was going to happen either. But nobody knew. I'm okay with saying we just didn't know. But, yeah, but but I under, but, but but I understand the fear of those that think they're going to get backlash because there, there's a lot of people that don't have the attitude that we have 
Uh, no, of, I know. Of, hey, nobody knew, so you really shouldn't be mad at anybody. Let's just get through it and get on the other side. And let's be thankful that it wasn't. I mean, guys, I, I had a talk with a politician yesterday, and I said, you need to go out and explain yourself because you were hysterical. And now you're turning around being, being uh, you know, kind of a, um, you know, really, really firm about how the economy needs to open back up. But you're one of the people that was screaming for it to be closed. And I said, you need to explain yourself on how you went from hysterical to we should open up and what are we waiting on because people need to hear that because it, if not, it looks like, you know, you, that, that you're not acknowledging that you were one of the ones that were hysterically screaming we're all going to die. And he said, well, I'll just tell you. And I said, well, that's fine. That's what you need to communicate. And he said, well, I'm trying to. And I said, well, you need to do a better job of it. He said, I was hysterical because everything we were being told would make you hysterical. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, uh, yeah. and, and I said, well, you need to explain that and say now that we have the data, right. we shouldn't be as hysterical because people are taking your quotes and putting them side by side and going, this guy can't make his mind up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so anyway, um, so I, I think you can be fair and say they were responding. Look, I talked to one of our friends, guys, that doesn't think anything's a big deal. And he said, my goodness, when they were putting on the screen that we need 900,000 ventilators, I thought we were all going to die. You know, and, so and, and according to this doctor yesterday, putting these people on a ventilator is the worst thing you can do for them. So, so the but the data, but the data is is always the truth. Well, we have the data now. We have it, and so so now. But I but I are we just no longer keeping a tally of people that die of of the of the other flus? And, and Rick, did, what are we there were, no other flus? We were, did, did COVID take over all flu this year? What what we were so stirred up about was this reporter yesterday, and these reporters at the press briefing. You know, they're just they're not there to to find out questions. They're there trying to to right. make their stab and right. get their nickels worth of fame and yeah. and get the admiration of other liberals. And I don't know, trying to move up the uh, the liberal reporter uh, you know top twenty list or something. But this lady, she asked, and I'm paraphrasing it. She said, uh, Mr. President said, if a president had lost as many people in six months as we lost in the entire Vietnam War, would he be worthy of being reelected? Oh my God. And, and Trump, uh, you know, I'm sure she thought that he would go off on her. And he, he actually handled it pretty well and said, look, we've done what we needed to do. We stopped the people coming in. We did this, we did that. And, uh, you know, I thought too, when she asked, I said, oh, well, here we go. Here's our, here's going to be the blow up of the day right here. But what a stupid question to ask, because you're asking him, you're blaming him for every single death, but you're not including car wrecks. You're not including cancer deaths. You're not including heart. I mean, if you're going to blame the president for every death in the country, you need to get all of them in there. Well, the point was, it was a question meant just like, have you quit beating your wife yet? It was meant to. Uh, it, it really had no journalistic value whatsoever. She easily could have said, Mr. President, based on your response and your administration to this coronavirus, do you feel like you're worthy of being reelected? Yeah. She could have said that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and, and, and you knew what he was going to say. So it was a dumb question to ask. No, no politician is going to say, no, I have really, really screwed up here and I need to be set at the curb. Well, no one's ever said that. Well, if, if you take her logic, which I, I'm using the word logic, logic loosely here, we, right, as you said, right. it's clearly politically motivated. Then there's just been no one that went back to, to H1N1 and asked Obama why he never declared a state of emergency until we had over a thousand people dead. Right. And then at the end of that flu season, we're sitting about where we're sitting right now. So should 
Should should Obama be held accountable for not handling H1N1 the right way? Should he have shut the economy down? Maybe we wouldn't have had 61,200 people die? I mean, if when, we're going to play that game, right? Yeah. Do yeah. you remember when that went on? We really were not even concerned about it. It, it was a pretty big deal, remember, by the way. I mean, we got a flyer that said, you know, know about the swine yeah. flu, but they call it that at the beginning of it. And it's still up on our on our bulletin board at work. Yeah, you I go th- back there and look at it. Because we never shut economies down. Yeah. I don't think we realize we had a very dangerous flu that came through in the in the in the 2017, 2018, or 2018, 2019 flu season. And it was and it killed sixty one thousand two hundred people. Did you ever put a mask on? Did no. you put gloves on? Mm-hmm. Did you wash your hands more? Mm-hmm. Did any business shut because of it? I don't think so. No. And uh, so, and, 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 but we thought this was going to be a lot worse than that in yeah, all fairness. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we and, did. We, and I'm not saying what we did was wrong. I'm with you. Yeah. We didn't know you have to err on the side of safety if you're the president or an elected official. I got that. I have no problem. All right. So economically, what do we do? I heard some people yesterday. What people getting antsy, and uh, Professor Walter E. Williams will be with us. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America. Rick. Thirty-five minutes now past the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thank you for being with us today. He is professor of economics, George Mason University. If you have not read any of his editorials, you should. We put all that information in show notes there at Rick and Bubba. Spell out the word and.com. He's authored over 150 publications uh, that have appeared everywhere. He also, at one time, was a fill-in host for the Rush Limbaugh show. And uh, Dr. Williams, uh, Professor Williams, back to the program. I want to ask you, I know you share with all of us the sad news about Rush Limbaugh. I know we're all praying for him. I know you uh, were a fill-in host for him for many years, and I know that had to be sad news for you as well. Yes, yes, it was. And uh and and he has he has the right attitude. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna fight it. He's not gonna uh, sit there and feel sorry for himself. That's true, uh, Professor. My goodness, here we are, uh, boy, boy, boy. Uh, we are we've gotten ourselves in in, in a bind here. Um, I know that one of his current fill-in hosts, Mark Stein, made a point that you've made many times, many many times. I remember you talking about asking the government uh, uh, to solve a problem is like asking an arsonist to come put out a house fire. Uh, you, you know, people who love a nanny state, the only problem is she's not a very good nanny, is she? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. And, uh, and I think our whole response to this, uh, 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 this Corona virus, I think it needs, leaves a, a lot to be desired. Uh, uh, this is one of the first times in our history that we've quarantined, uh, perfectly healthy people. Uh, that is, uh, you, you, uh, in the past we quarantined people who had uh, communicable disease such as tuberculosis and, and other things like that. But, uh, but to shut down our economy, I think, uh, uh, is, has, has some side effects that we won't see until we're down the road a little bit more. I think one of the things you have to keep in mind, and, and one of the first things that comes to the mind of an economist, is that for, we have to pay attention 
to cost as well as benefits. And what a lot of people are doing, they're only looking at the supposed benefits of uh, of keeping people away from work and shutting down our economy. They're not looking at the cost whatsoever. Professor Williams Bubba here, and thank you again for joining us. Always an honor and a privilege. I think you're right. I, I think anytime you look at any problem, and I've, I've talked about this on the show for years, a ledger has two sides of it. It has a debit and a credit, and you have to balance those out. And so many people will take one side or the other, but they don't, they don't want to look at both sides together. But this is historic in the, the way that this has been done, good, bad, or otherwise. History will certainly judge it. But um, how do you see the economy coming back and, and what the Congress has done and the money they put in? H- how do you see this all playing out? Well, I, I, think, I think it will depend on the attitude of American people. Um, uh, keep in mind, you know, in, our nation was uh, severely attacked in December 7th, uh, 1941. And, and, but uh, by December 8th, the next day, Americans were on a war footing. Uh, we produced more goods. Uh, we, uh, matter of fact, at the, at the time of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, we only had 200, two, um, I'm sorry, 2 million people in the Army or in, in the armed forces. By the end of the war, we had 12 million. And, and, and keep in mind, our population was only 32, 132 million people. Uh, we did things like we built the Alcan Highway in less than a year. That is going from the lower 48 to the uh, to, to Alaska. That is, we we had we had the fighting spirit. Uh, we we didn't let people tell us that we're down and out. Uh, we weren't we weren't crying in our beer. And I'm thinking that uh, to get uh, to get on our feet to get relief from this uh, pandemic, Americans have to develop the same attitude. That is, we can't go around. Uh, playing the blame game and playing all these political games that is Americans just have to, uh, you know, put on their gloves, put on their shoes and get down to work. And we can surely do it. We can outrun, uh, we can uh, outcompete any country in the world, but we have to have the right attitude. So the attitude hopefully will be there. One concern, and and I think this has always been uh, a gross, sad, uh, miscalculation is that we think that Americans will not just sit at home and not work if they're mentally and physically able, no matter what the government program may provide. But I've, I've talked to some businessmen that are concerned uh, that some of their people are now being paid more by the government not to work than what they can pay them when they return to work. Uh, what impact do you think that'll have? Well, that, that, that is a devastating impact, and, and it's nothing really new uh, that's been going on. That has been going that The idea of, of not getting more, not working, than working has been with us for a long time. Uh, uh, back in the 80s, I was talking to a hotel owner in the San Diego, and he was telling me that he can't hire Americans because, uh, because uh, they, they want uh, much, they'll tell you, Look, I can make just as much money as you're paying me uh, getting uh, unemployment compensation or food stamps or welfare. And so he says he's competing against the government uh, in terms of, uh, of uh, what the government does. So I think it's a bad idea for the government to be bailing out uh, both businesses and private individuals. That is, we don't want people starving, but at the same time, we don't want idleness to become attractive. 
Professor Williams, you talked about the fighting spirit at World War II. How do we now in 2020, uh, uh, we're at war with an invisible enemy, so to speak. How do we go to how do we go to war with this enemy? Are you saying we need to go back out and spend money and not be scared? Or w- what should our mentality be? How does that play out in reality? Well, we have to, we have to recognize that 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 you know when when you only look at benefits of of a particular action, you'll do almost anything because there's a benefit. Uh, there's always a benefit to doing something. But if we look at if we add cost in there, then when we, we, it, it kind of leavens us a little bit. It kind of gets us to pay attention to reality. And I think that uh, the, the American people, if we, if we are smart and look at costs and benefits, we'll get out of this. You know, think, think about this, this uh, the other way, another way. <clears throat> According to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, uh, um, um, administration, they say that 40,000 Americans will die on the highways because of accidents. Now, we could prevent all of those deaths by having a five-mile-an-hour speed limit. Right. But is it worth it? That's the question. That's, that's the question we have to always answer. So here's the benefit, and here's the cost, and is it worth it? And uh, and for many things that we do, uh, the uh, the benefit is not worth it. Well, I, I I one of the and it's sad, but one of the comical things that I noticed, and I'm 55 years old, so the joke was kind of on me as well. So I was able to laugh about it. It was interesting, was it, to watch people my age and older that have been so irresponsible with debt and government programs and and the and letting the central government grow, 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 grow seeming not to care at all about the future of our children or grandchildren. Then we started running after them when they were going out to beaches and hanging out together going, why don't you care about us? Hmm. And, uh, and I wanted them to look at us and go, when did you, when are you going to care about us? Hmm. Give us a future. And uh, so what do you think about the devastation going forward of these gigantic packages that the government has printed money, rounded up and thrown into society out of desperation, uh, can can we climb out from under that? Or how, how do we manage that going forward? Well, I, I think one of the most serious risks is uh, is to have an inflation. That is, if you ha- if you if the government prints money and uh, that and that's what it's doing in order to uh, have these bailouts and handouts. Uh, if the government prints money, we're going to see an inflation uh, down the road. And how a government copes with inflation. Uh, typically is to create a lot of debt, and and once the uh, government creates a lot of debt, they just repudiate the debt through uh, inflation. And so I, I see there's a real danger uh, uh, that lies ahead of us. But it, it perhaps even a more important danger is the power that um, the American people have yielded, have given up to the government to control our lives. And there's one thing about uh, politicians and bureaucrats. Once they get some kind of power over you, they are very, very reluctant to give it up. And so I say in the, the, the big fight that lies ahead of us and years ahead of us is to make sure that we recapture all the power that we've given the government in the name of fighting this uh, virus. 
We'll come back. Professor Williams with us again. Again, we put everything in show notes. Uh, if you'd like to go read uh, the publications, and he's had so many things he's written over the years about economics, including what we're dealing with now. And you can find all that in show notes there at rickandbubba.com. We'll come back. I know, Bubba, you had another question. We have another question or two for Professor Walter E. Williams, Professor of Economics, George Mason University, when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, thanks for being with us. Relief Factor and the Rick and Bubba Show. Man, we've been teaming up for a long time. I've already had my first dose today. Uh, And what it does is it's four botanicals. It's all natural, 100%, a uh, research-based formula. These were doctors that were working on the aging process. And they realized that, uh, that all four of these botanicals worked uh, to, with the body's natural inflammatory response function uh, that uh, causes the pain. Here's another. Hey, Peggy, Greg, Peg. Peggy has, uh, has uh, uh, sent us an email out of Arkansas, and she said, I started having lower back issues over 10 years ago. I've done yoga, worked with a chiropractor, which has been helpful, but my pains never really went away. I've been listening more during the coronavirus outbreak and decided – I would give Relief Factor a try. I can honestly say I am now pain-free, which I could have never imagined. Relief Factor is amazing, and it's helping me, and I, I'm, I hope it can help other people. She took the trial pack, because you know in three weeks whether it's going to work for you or not. 1995, get that quick start pack. Find out everything at relieffactor.com or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Professor of Economics, George Mason University, uh, Walter E. Williams is with us. We're talking about now. What do we do as a country to get our economy? The other patient uh, that has been in ICU that we want to get back on her feet and get her moving. And, Bubba, you had another question for Professor yeah, Williams. I, I did. Professor Williams, we've had uh, three and a half, they're calling it, <laughs> uh, bailouts or stimulus plans. By the way, from a definition standpoint, we can't decide what to call these. And probably a fourth one coming. Uh, that's going to be, you know, uh, when all said and done, uh, somewhere between six and eight trillion dollars that we're going to be pumping into the economy. I- is that the the only thing government could do here, or is there a better way to, that they could have tackled this monster? Well, yeah, I, I think the the uh, the better thing that government can do, what Congress can do, is to uh, reduce their role in the economy and let the free market uh, 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 be our guide. And keep in mind, if you ask the question, where is the con- where are congressmen and senators and legislators getting this money? Uh, is it the tooth fairy giving it to them, or is it Santa Claus? Yeah. Or are they reaching in their own pockets? No, they're they're getting they're going to get the money by taking money away from some Americans and giving to it to other Americans, and 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 that's going to spell doom for our country. And so what, what, what the American people ought to do is to tell the federal government, you have some limited responsibilities, but we are a republic, and the, the, the duty and obligations to take care of us or to, to conduct our lives is at the state level. That is, we are a federal system, and we should not have, <clears throat> I'm sorry, we should not have Washington controlling our lives. It should be... Is the state and local governments making those decisions. 
Professor, when you, you see the folks who are out uh, protesting over the weekend, and you're going to see some more of that, uh, trying to get their state open back up, do you, do you consider that careless uh, far as public health, or do you see that as being patriotic and, and that's a good thing? I, I think it, it represents a rebellion against kind of government control over our lives. <clears throat> and the government control over our lives, some of the costs are invisible, such as the various bans on elective surgery, uh, uh, that is, uh, many hospitals are virtually empty yep. because yep. they cannot conduct business and they're losing a lot of money because of regulations saying they cannot engage in elective surgery. Now, if someone needs a heart a, a bypass or, or cancer treatment, they, they're, they're, they're being denied uh, access to those services, and that has devastating effects on people. And so we should not uh, allow the, uh, the, the central government to have that kind of control, control over our lives. It should be at least at the local and state levels. Right now, uh, some of the irony in this, and of course there will be more, is that we did all this to flatten the curve so our hospitals would not be overrun. And I, I don't fault people because we didn't know. I mean, w w the facts we were getting, it looked pretty scary to begin with. But the real irony in this is because people are not going to get those procedures you were talking about, and hospitals are now laying off people because they don't have enough business. Well, that, that is absolutely right. And then put, it, put this thing in perspective, more people have died of influenza than of the, uh, of the, uh, the COVID uh, virus. And, so, uh, and, and that happens every, every year. That is somewhere about... Uh, from 38,000 to 54,000 Americans die each year of influenza. Yeah. So nobody's talking about shutting down the government. Yeah, and go back, go back to H1N1. We talked about it before. 61,200 people died, and Obama never declared a state emergency until we had over 1,000 people dead, and we never shut down the economy. And, uh, that's, that's, you're absolutely right. And, and then I think one of the one of the devastating things that happens at the state and local levels is all these attorney generals um, making laws against what they call price gouging. That is, uh, when, whenever there's a, a, a tragedy or an emergency, prices are going to rise, and, and rising prices do good things. That is, it forces people to economize on the use of something, and it encourages suppliers to supply more of it. But if you don't allow prices to rise during a, a calamity, you won't get these responses. No, and, and, and the thing you brought up a minute ago, I don't think, uh, and, and I certainly have had to learn this myself, when the federal government is, is taking these packages and they're taking it, you know, they're, the, the famous, they're picking winners and losers, they also have picked winners and losers in the economy. Grocery stores, hardware stores, liquor stores, y'all can be open. But other businesses that could practice the same safety measures these people are practicing, you're not allowed to open. No, that 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 is absolutely right, and and it's and it's, and it's arbitrary. That is, for example, uh, barber shops yep. and yep. beauty parlors. They're not allowed to open, and these people are going. These people have to pay bills, and they're going to fall on hard times because of the government. Yeah, and as you said, when the federal government takes money from taxpayers and takes from one and gives to another, the sum of that is zero. <laughs> that is absolutely right. Except that politicians get more power and bureaucrats get more power, and that's what they lust after. 
power uh, given to politicians and bureaucrats. And the big job for Americans right now is to try to take back the power that we've given to these uh, politicians. What would Patrick Henry do right now? He'd have a conniption. He would have a complete meltdown. <laughs> well, that's right. And, and the founders of our country, uh, such as Madison, Jefferson, Hamilton, and all those other people, they, they would just have, they, they, they would just would not believe that Americans have become so timid. I know. I think they would be embarrassed of us. And uh, their, know, their voices are so far away, and we don't teach anymore. I wonder if we can hear them. But uh, <laughs> well, Professor the, Williams, uh, it's just a shame we haven't had you as our, uh, as our chief officer and president of the United States. <laughs> I think it would be a better place. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being with us, Professor. <laughs> Thank you, Rick and Bubba. All right, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Always you giving us time. Keep fighting a good fight. Keep getting your voice out there. Keep writing. Keep talking. Uh, and you can find out everything, and you need to read. We need to read. Uh, Professor Williams can help you uh, in show notes there at rickandbubba.com. We'll be right back. More Rick and Bubba coming up. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.